Okay, this one is gonna be fun. In my calendar it says I'm meeting a dupes marble fig tree for breakfast this morning and I have literally no idea who it is. Hey, my name is Jan and you're listening to the Ask Deep Questions podcast. And this week I scheduled a bunch of one-on-one meetings with my friends. Instead of throwing a birthday party, I'm having birth dates and uh, just want to spend some quality time with people. But the thing is, I don't know who I'm meeting. I only know where and when to show up. So join me today as I'm going to find out who I'm meeting for breakfast. Oh, and I was supposed to bring a... uh, What was it? Um, Let me check. Crazy glasses and a special hat. Only if I feel saucy. So actually, before I started, I was walking down the street, locking my bike, running into my friend Megan (laughs) that was on her way to work, supposedly, but then then she was my (laughs) birth date. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I tried to pretend. I was like, oh, Jan, (laughs) how nice to see you. He pretended that I was clueless, but he knew, and I could tell. And I was like, Ooh. I "Actually, I didn't know. I was like 50-50. <laughs> I thought she either is playing this really well, oh, good. or this really is a coincidence. And like Toronto is not such a big city, and it is kind of on your way to work. Kind of. I was just wondering why you're walking. Yeah. Well, my bike is actually. I would have biked, except I lost the keys before winter started. So my bike has been locked outside my house and needs to be grinded off. I keep texting Dylan every day to bring home the grinder so we can cut the lock off so I can take to the shop to have it tuned up. So that's the only reason why I would bike today. Otherwise, I do bike past here every day. All right. Mm. Next time I'll know. Yeah. Yeah. So Megan invited me for an amazing breakfast sandwich and... Because I know that she runs this tailor shop, which actually is called Shop and Tailor, if you want to go check it out, that's where one of the places where you can buy my Ask Deep Question cards in Toronto. And I asked her a couple of questions on running the business and connecting with the people she works. I really enjoyed this breakfast and I have a question for both of you because, oh, by the way, there's a surprise guest that showed up. Oh, yeah, we have a surprise guest. Yes. Hello, hello. Um, And you guys work together. Yeah. But you're also friends. Yeah, yeah. So what tips would you have to build a work friendship? I don't know who has the first thoughts on that, but I'd be really interested in that. Like a work friendship based on being friends from the get-go? Or, or the other way around? Like well, how, how did it happen? Like, well, you, you were friends first and then yeah. you worked yeah, together? We were, yeah, we were like, um, we were friends, but we weren't like, like best friends. So we weren't, we didn't spend... We weren't? <laughs> we weren't. We didn't spend all our time together. Like, we would like go to the same parties, go to the same activities, our friend circle. You were still at our house a lot, but like our friend circle was... You were in the circle 
but we didn't do not like, one-on-one yeah, yeah yeah we rarely spent one-on-one time together yeah um but then like professionally after we graduated I don't think we really chatted much until a couple years later and you were like doing some sewing and Amanda just reached out and was like if you not want some help and I always remembered like yeah. You had good work ethic. I, mean, I guess your work ethic was like, you know, it's like, well, I mean, I, I liked all this stuff that you did. And mm. I had a lot of respect for you as an artist. So Aww. I was like, well, yeah. So, so you literally just sent a message. Hey, can I help you? Yeah. <laughs> well, basically, okay. So I, I think I had started following the shop where I have you on all of my social media. So at one point I noticed that like, Meg would have to close down the shop for a whole day to get like catch up on work and I obviously kind of put two and two together that she was just busy and at the time I think I can't remember where I was working at my jobs were kind of not precarious but like they weren't quite what I wanted to do so I basically was just offered a hand and she was like yes definitely so I went in and, and I just kind of started from there I think yeah. And, and you became employee of the month? Yes, employee of the year. Oh, okay. Not the even the year. month, the year. Oh, we the didn't whole do year. it this year. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it kind of just worked out that way. So did you start, like, volunteering first, or was it right away low? I, I need help. I, yeah. I need to hire someone. Oh, yeah. you need to hire someone? Yeah. Um... Uh, I guess, well, I think it, our personalities just ended up working out really well. It wasn't something that was really forethought. I still, like, leave it to luck that it just happened like that. Yeah. Um, Min is just a very loyal type of person. Um, so that was really good. And I think our energies match up really well. It's really weird. We get along really well. Like, it's really yeah. weird. I didn't think, and it's funny, because when you say that we hadn't hung out a lot, like, one-on-one before... I think that's weird now. Now, yeah. like, looking back on it, like, that's weird why we didn't hang out. Because we just, it, it's really weird. I've never had, like, a, a working relationship with somebody like that. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that uh, we're, like, very similar in a lot of ways. And then the areas that were different were really, really different. And so we, like, the amount of time that we spent together, we, we balanced based on, like, our understanding of each other's personal space and stuff like that. Yeah. Um... So if you had a tip on how to keep the friendship going while you're actually working together, because when you work together, there's like stuff that comes up. Yeah. 100%. Um, I would say, uh, what's the word for um, when you're aware of other people's feelings? I think like we're very, very like in tune with like, I can sense when you're stressed out and you can sense when I'm stressed out and we both like know it. Mm-hmm. And... I think self-awareness, a big self-awareness, and then aware of one of it, one another is, is. And then communication. Yeah. Communication is it, right? Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the week, like even you know last week or whatever, we both got on each other's nerves a little bit. Like I could tell she knows as well, right? Because now it's the relationship has been long enough that we kind of know. Um, but at that point, it's just like, hey, you know what? I'm sorry about last week. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, whatever. And then everything is water under the bridge after that, right? So I would say communication. Yeah. And understanding those things have to happen. Yeah. Um, if they never happen, then it's like something's wrong. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, you're like missing something because um, business goes through ebbs and flows and there are crazy points and not so crazy points and... 
you got to be there together through it all. So um, just knowing that those things are going to happen and knowing that you have like a plan of how to sort of confront them and deal with them is is totally cool. And when we're interviewing people, we have a question about like how do you deal with conflict, um, whether it's a customer, which is people's easiest answer when they're dealing with customers but then other staff members and bosses is like mm-hmm. a pretty big one too and yeah communication is um is really key we have we try to have meetings once a week every once in a while when we get kind of like leg behind on some craziness that's going on amanda and i set up like one-on-one meetings in a very in a different environment also so we change the scenery so often we'll meet at a like a bar and we'll have drinks or have oysters or dinner or something or coffee or, or something outside of the workspace so that our energies are like I guess renewed or fresh based on the space itself um, and hash things out in a calmer know, different environment makes a huge difference 100%. I really like that and I like that you're using a deep question to interview people that are working for you I should I should steal that like well, yeah. how do you deal with conflict is a great how do you deal with conflict is a great question. Yeah. Like, you could ask anybody. Well, yeah. the funniest part, though, is that, like, most people, when they answered, did, went straight to customer. And, like, that that's kind of, not the least of, like, my worry, but, like, it's more interesting to hear how they deal with, like, each other first rather than the customer, right? Because you're working with, like, I, you work with a customer for, what, like, I don't know, tops. Seconds. Yeah like a half an hour depending on how many things are they're bringing in but like you deal with them far less than you actually deal with like your co-workers right at least in in our type of environment and even in an office environment it could be the same scenario right it was really interesting thank you you're welcome i hope that was helpful so this week on my birth dates i'm exploring how to like I'm starting this podcast. I'm actually letting people into the journey of figuring out what it's about. And I love having conversations like this. And I know by now that it's going to be something about connections, relationships, um, deep questions. But if I started a podcast, what would you want to listen to? Or why would you listen to me talk about or talk with people about these, these topics? Like, if there was a way for the listener to learn about themselves through the conversations of other people, um, when you were talking about, like, the personality tests and figuring out, like, the whole, the type of questions you ask to kind of learn who you are, I think people are always searching for who they are, um, and that's something sometimes will never be answered, or it's always a changing answer, um, uh, but... People always like want something about themselves in the end, or like what's going to inspire them, or how, like what do they get out of it? Essentially, um, self-discovery I think is a very alluring topic. Yeah, I, I would say with like a lot of the questions, if you hear somebody share something vulnerable or personal, if you can like put yourself in their shoes, mm-hmm. or if you're in a similar situation, that will give you a lot of. Like just hearing somebody else going through the same thing as you're going through mm-hmm. makes you feel like you belong. You're not the only one. Yeah, yeah. I often watch movies based on <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like I'm kind of like that. I'll watch. I'll watch that movie. Or like that person looks like me. I'll watch that movie. <laughs> Do you have an example for a movie or a series that you watched? Um. Oh, Outlander. 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, I look like her. I'm like, oh, yeah. I want to travel back in time for sure. I'm gonna watch this. Nice. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I think less about like right now at this moment. I'm thinking less about the content itself and more about the like structure in which you format the show. And I think if if I were listening to your show, I I like how open you are to new conversations and I think that's like a really important part of engaging listeners is being open and actually listening and taking an active role in in those two things um like hmm, thinking and and thinking about listening to somebody and hearing them be very like calm and uh intuitive to what the people are talking about them about it's really it's very interesting very interesting so just basically having a a conversation that kind of just follows and could lead or lead anywhere yeah and could lead anywhere like you could even end up on a very different topic but you're open to that conversation right Mm -hmm. whether that ends up being something very personal or impersonal or whatever i think that that's why somebody and or myself would listen to your podcast as opposed to somebody else's. I do really love stories that come full circle, because the beginning, oh, yeah. and then the middle, and then the end kind of ties it all, like wraps it up in a nice little package. Because it mm-hmm. feels like when you're listening, then you feel like you you end with a with a thing, oh, okay. um, and then each like each episode you're like, ooh, episode one through six, I have six things or six ideas, like complete thoughts that I get to then dwell on or whatever. Um, and then within that, I have listened to a few podcasts before where there's lots of like fluff and lots of ums and uhs and mm, like filler sounds. And sometimes that's difficult to listen to. Um, but I guess there's um. different, yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember when I was in high school, I did this like weird crazy hippy dippy program and one of the things we had to do public speaking and all these sorts of uh, presentation format things and uh, my teacher was like I'm counting the number of ums and uhs and likes that you say and your grade will be based on all those filler words you have to practice really hard not to say those things and also be aware that you are or not saying them and it was really hard a lot of people when you're like 15 years old you say like every other word and I think it has something to do with you being nervous and not comfortable in that situation. Yeah. Because I think if you're talking to another person, the amount of ums that you say is very, very small. But as soon as you're like presenting in yeah. front of like a group of people or on a video, suddenly yeah. you, you, feel like unco- you feel uncomfortable with the silence. Yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> so you feel it just to have a sound. Yeah, like you just pa- you just pause. I remember when we were like, um, you consulted me on that video application for the TV show, and I had to take footage of myself talking about things. And it was really hard to talk about yourself, make yourself sound good, and then not remember all of the words that you'd written down, and then not fill it in with ums. And I was like, I, instead of saying hum, I would just pause and then just not say anything and then go on to the next thing and it felt so uncomfortable and so awkward but then looking at it after it looked much better than listening to that filler word and I was like oh it's just a difficult emotional like, <laughs> juncture to force myself through the, the one tip I can share as kind of to wrap this up in a nice bow tie oh, yay. Um, if you're using pauses 
purposefully, mm-hmm. like powerful pauses, which means after you say something really important or after you do a joke, you usually do this pause. So it oh, gives nice. people the time to actually absorb it or to laugh. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that making the pause at the right moment, even like right before you say something important, you can do the pause to like build the suspense. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to tell you a secret. Oh, that's such this a good this idea. this pause before you actually say <laughs> it, you're like, yeah, is is really powerful. There's yeah. no secret, but there's a carrot being dangled and, and yeah, that's so good. It. Yeah, all right. It's very like Captain Kirk poetry, if you will. <laughs> all right, uh, there's no secret, and I'm gonna head out now. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, yeah.